Welcome back to another episode of Tales from Suburbia. I'm Ashley. I'm Melinda. And we're going to be talking about pregnancy and birth stories, our own personal ones. So if that is a topic that is triggering for you, listen to another episode. We got tons of them. We're in the 20s now. So got lots of content for you guys. A lot of stuff you don't have to listen to this one. Yeah, I think we're almost about a year. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, look at an anniversary episode <laughs> we need to do. Yes. <laughs> and how are we celebrating talking about the horror of childbirth? <laughs> That's what our lives have come to. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be discussing, you know, probably some triggering things because most women, I think, either have had, well, at least the women I've talked to, either their pregnancy is shit or the birthing situation is shit yeah i feel like and if you're like a double tap or it was bullshit i am so sorry i feel bad yeah like that fucking sucks yeah you didn't deserve that you didn't deserve that at all so melinda's gonna start off uh discussing you know we've we've kind of already tapped in on some of her journey because in the ivf issue she talks about that's how i got pregnant how she got pregnant (laughs) (laughs) but uh she's going to discuss what happened after this is the sequel sequel. (laughs) yes all right go for it um okay so yeah did the ivf thing cool everybody knows we're all up to date now right okay so um my pregnancy was pretty typical unfortunately i did have to be like a high-risk pregnancy because i guess if you do ivf you're considered high high risk but um yeah and i i think like we've talked about multiple times that mean you would both be pregnant again but not want to actually physically have the child absolutely like I would be down for pregnancy again, but not physically responsible for having it. I would, that'd be great. Yeah. Like I just grow it in my womb. And then if I could put that delivery part onto somebody else, that'd be great. Just like, I don't know, somehow imaginarily like transfer that, transfer that soul into another body. Because honestly, I did not have morning sickness or afternoon sickness um, at all. Uh, Maybe just nausea every once in a while. I had a really bad migraine when I found out I was pregnant. Um, I didn't have any really crazy ass cravings. Like I just wanted like fruit. So the baby was pretty healthy as hell. I did Uh, not have healthy cravings. Oh, okay. <laughs> I craved Cheetos and Big Really? Macs. No, I just want And you know like, what my daughter likes? She loves her some Cheetos and chips. She does love some chips. She does be fucking with some chips. She does. Yeah. She that child, chips. my God, I bought like an 18 pack of Pringles. Oh, yeah. On Wednesday. Uh-huh. And it's now Monday. There's no, There's one left. I feel like that's all I ever see her like, because she's a very like picky eater. I feel like. She doesn't eat vegetables. Um, but she By picky, well, she'll eat I a mean, pickle. Like she, but she picks at her food too. Like I don't think I've ever seen her fully eat. She has to when she's growing, she'll eat like that's how we know. Because she'll eat like a whole bowl of whatever, like a whole bowl oh, of pasta, a whole bowl of okay. chicken and rice, um, a whole bowl of soup. But she uh 
she generally does snack rather than consume a meal. Yeah. My daughter's like that. She's a snacker, but she likes fruit. Yeah. She eats fruits and vegetables. Those were her snacks for a while, but she did get introduced to Cheeto puffs through her father. And so she knows what those delicious bitches are now. Yeah. So now she likes that and she'll eat the shit out of some Cheeto puffs. And if you're eating them, she'll eat your shit too. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, so like I just had like a lot of cravings for oranges specifically, specifically oranges and then specifically the red or pink oranges, the Valencia oranges that are like red fruited. That's interesting. Yeah. Like a cara cara? Yeah, whatever those are. The cara cara. Thank you. I said the wrong thing. That's okay. Always correcting me. <laughs> I, was the like, car which car. One? I was like, Ruby grapefruit? <laughs> Ruby red, no. <laughs> like the car. Blood car oranges. oranges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That specifically is what I wanted mm-hmm. all the time. That or orange juice. That's all I wanted. And then, yeah, so there was that. It wasn't like my pregnancy was chill. It wasn't like anything crazy. It was, I felt like it was crazy because I had to do a lot of medical shit. Mm. because of the category I got put in. And I also feel because I am a fluffy person that Mm -hmm. they were like expecting shit to pop off on me. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like they were like, you're going to get diabetes. You're going to get hyper, whatever. What is it? Glycemia? No. When your blood pressure is too high. Preeclampsia. Preeclampsia. Like I, they were making me do like tests over and over and over again. I was getting fucking annoyed. I had to do like the 40 gallon pee test. For mm-hmm. like preeclampsia, I had to do like my diabetes test like two to three times. And I was like, when are you going to just let me be people? I know I'm a fat bitch, but I'm not like, like unhealthy. So how did you do with the, what is that test called? Sorry. What is that test called where they give you the sweet drink, the glucose test, right? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I you didn't like, have to the extended, just, right? No. But yeah, they made me, they made me to keep checking me. Mm. And I was like, this is clearly because I'm a fat bitch. Right. Clearly. They were like, there's no way in fucking hell these numbers are right. You're a liar. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But like, they made me do that, like, when you're supposed to. And then me, then they made me do it again. Like, um, like when I hit the 30, like third week trimester. Mm. I don't know why. Because they obviously, they weren't believing none of my lab numbers. <laughs> And then they made me do that um, urine collection test where you have to like collect like this huge ass thing of pee to check if you have like proteins in your urine or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Not one fucking shit was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Now, what was wrong with me is I got a white lab coat syndrome apparently during my pregnancy. And when I would go in for my NSTs, which I had to do twice a week because I was considered high risk. Um, I don't know. That's just where they put me. <laughs> uh, then I would get nervous and my blood pressure would shoot up. So then they would send me to labor and delivery. And then I would get monitored for like a couple hours. And then they would retest me for all of those same shits multiple times. a week. And I had to start those at like 28 weeks and I had to do those twice a week. And then I had to go for like regular tests. So I was going to the doctors four times a week. That's insane. Yeah. So that fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. There was a lot going on, but none of my like stuff was bad. Mm-hmm. 
So I was kind of getting annoyed because I was like, I don't have anything going on and you guys are stressing me out. So when I come here, it's causing issues. Right. And then the doctor in labor and delivery was like, you need to just calm down. I was like, sir, if you, you calm down, I could calm down. I would <laughs> try you to calm down on the tests and the like, appointments. Like if you could just stop saying stupid shit like that. Yeah. He's like, you must really enjoy seeing me. I was like, actually, I don't. But thanks for your commentary on my life. I hate when doctors try to be funny. They're never funny. They're never. But a lot of them don't have personalities. In the group that I went to, it was like six females and one male. And the other females were all women women of color. And uh-huh. then one dude was a white dude. And of course, he's the one that I would see the most often. <laughs> so yeah so i always had to see i didn't have to see him but i had the main um the main doctor you know of the place like her namesake was the one i would see a lot i i saw most of the other doctors because they try and rotate you through all of them because when you deliver you know you'll mm-hmm. know at least have seen their face so the main doctor was actually oh, yeah. the one that mm-hmm. delivered my child the white dude was the one that i had to see for my postpartum stuff mm-hmm. in the hospital out of the hospital and I have a friend who actually delivered with him so she's aware like we you know it's not a bad doctor but like he's a very you know good looking white man probably in his 40s kind of cocksure you know what I mean <laughs> yeah and I'm just like he just gave me like the ick you know I just yeah. didn't like I didn't like seeing him. The practice I went to was all female and my personal doctor was like Eastern European. I fucking love that bitch. I came in and I was like asking when I was first pregnant, oh, like I can't eat this and that. And she's like, you know what? This is an American thing. You need to chill the fuck out, bitch. She was like, if you want to have a glass of wine, go for it. And I was like, you know what? I like you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's some people that are pregnant and they're just so like you know very like strange my doctors didn't say any of that i wasn't i was not eating things based on what other people were saying my doctors never said don't eat this don't eat that don't don't you know like maybe caffeine maybe but maybe i mean limiting caffeine maybe i mean she was even like you can have sushi just don't eat it all the time and i was like oh okay yeah. i didn't eat it because i still feel it kind of like oh but whatever yeah. uh, maybe the cooked one you know but um I, what i did was I did the imitation crab. Yeah, you could do that one. When I was craving it, I would eat California rolls or I would go to Pokey and go get imitation crab as the only ingredient. You know. Yeah. But I liked her. She was like, you know, like that's just an American thing. Like everybody's diet in the world is so different. Like if you can't have all of that, she's like, no pregnant women would be eating. Yeah. She was like, you just need to calm down. Mm-hmm. She was like, chill out. And I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. I like you. And then the other woman was like a little bit older than me, um, Asian female doctor. And then the other one was a midwife. Mm -hmm. Very holistic. She's real cool. Mm. So I vibed with all my doctors that I met. Mm -hmm. My doctor ended up delivering my baby because (laughs) like we said, if you have a good pregnancy, your delivery can go sideways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's how my pregnancy was pretty good. No milestones. I had to do a lot of testing mm-hmm. just because of the bracket I got put into. 
Mm-hmm. But other than that, I would, yeah, definitely be pregnant again. Um, just not want to have a the physical baby. Mm-hmm. Like, have the baby, but not physically have to have it. Yeah, I I agree with that sentiment. And for my pregnancy, I I mean, I was feeling really sick leading up to it. This bitch okay, when no. I didn't know you were like no, you were like in denial mode three thousand. All the classic signs of pregnancy. If you were to label all classic signs of pregnancy, this bitch had every single one of them. It's just like, I just don't know. It's just, I don't think so. No, I don't know. No, absolutely not. And I was like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was like, it was my spring break. I felt really ill. And you know, but here's the thing. I was smoking at the time. Mm -hmm. And I, the morning, was it that morning? It was like midweek. Because I found out on a Friday, and I swear that Wednesday I was meeting a coworker. We were working on something at a Starbucks, right? Mm-hmm. I was smoking, and so my blood pressure was already high. When I got there, I had gotten a coffee, and then they announced like, "Oh, we have a free coffee," and I was like, "Oh no!" Da, da. And like the guy was like, "No, no, you were the last one to get. Like, you, you just take the coffee." So it's like a venti caramel macchiato or something. Ooh, yeah. So I had two coffees, which I normally don't do, and they were large. And mm-hmm. I was smoking. So I for sure thought my blood pressure, I was just fucking sick because that's happened before where my mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had too much caffeine and not eaten anything and I was sick. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's what was going on. But then when it persisted, because that was Wednesday, and then by Friday, I was like, I just want to be in the covers. I feel constantly nauseous. I wasn't throwing up. I'm not a big puker. Uh-huh. So, and I can normally like keep it in even when I do need to puke. So I hadn't thrown up, but I was smelling things really strongly. Mm-hmm. Like my husband has kind of like a, I forgot what it's called, but it's basically like Vicks Vapor Rub um, in his bag all the time. And I could smell it in the house and his bag wasn't even in the house. And I was like, dude, where the fuck is this shit? Like I can smell it. Mm-hmm. and it was making me nauseous and so i like sat on the stairs and i think i called melinda and i was telling her everything and then my husband was like do you want to get a test like that and i was like oh, just go ahead go get a, go get a test no you did not take that test for fucking ever <laughs> no i did i did you took that one yeah, because that was Wednesday and I took the test on Friday. Oh, okay. But you had been talking to me about how you'd been no, feeling no, yeah, good. I, I was and she was like off. pushing her. She yeah. kept pushing. She's like, you know, I'll take one on Wednesday or I'll take yeah, one on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, God. Okay. Yeah, because I think I talked to you the week before because I was feeling. That's Ill, what but, it was. Yeah. But that Wednesday kind of like. I felt really shitty and it, pr- it was probably the smoking and the caffeine and being pregnant. I, was gonna, I would say it's probably like 100% <laughs> just being fucking pregnant. But when I kept smelling things and then his <laughs> friend came over, my husband's friend came over and she was like, oh, are you not feeling well? I was like, I'm really not. Like, there's just something I'm not. I haven't been feeling good. And then <laughs> again, this is during spring break. My neighbor, who's a stay at home mom, she something happened. There's an accident or something at the end of the cul-de-sac on the other side of it. And she was out there and we were talking and she's like, yeah, like. And so I was like, you know what's? I've been feeling sick. And she's like, are you pregnant? And I was like, oh, no, it couldn't be. <laughs> not me, not I. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So I, I took the test on Friday. It was positive. Made an appointment on Monday to do the blood test. Yeah. To verify. Because um, it was like immediately positive. 
Yeah, like these people that wait three minutes. I'm Didn't like, have to wait. I feel like that's not accurate. <laughs> I don't know why. It like, was immediately double lined. Like it was like, no, bitch, you pregnant. And so there was um, no faint line. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was you no weren't holding it up to a light. There was no questioning that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I ate a lot of trash food. I text Melinda. I was like, this baby's a trash baby. I, I, yeah. Like craving McDonald's all she the took, time. When she finally took the test, she was like, oh, I'm pregnant. I was like, yeah, no fucking <laughs> shit. Um, Call me not shocked, bitch. <laughs> yeah, call me surprised. Um yeah so the only there was some stressful things that happened during my pregnancy but it was because it was circumstantial I was we had moved um and I never switched Mm -hmm. my insurance over and so I had to go drive like 40 minutes to go see my doctor and that doctor I never met I was meeting with the NP and the day I was supposed to meet my doctor he canceled literally I was in the lobby and then they were the nurses were like oh he canceled everything and I was like what the fuck Uh, They were like, you can go see this one out here. And it was like an hour away. And so I went to go see that doctor and he, you know, was a very, um, he was a veteran doctor. He was an older gentleman. And he said, honestly, you don't have any health risks. He was like, you have varicose veins. And like, that's it. That's the, he's like, yeah, you're overweight and you have varicose veins. He's like, but honestly, you're fine. He said, you need to find a doctor closer to you because this is going to get ridiculous. And he's like, and when you go into labor, it's going to be especially ridiculous. So you need to go switch your networks and find a a different doctor. Yeah, that makes sense. Sound advice. Exactly. So I did. Um, But during like, literally, I I was freaking out because I needed to make that appointment, because I think it was 21 weeks. And I needed to fly to Colorado. And I didn't know if it was safe to fly. And I wanted to because I had never met my doctor yet and so yeah. it's like um meanwhile I'd, i had like forty thousand fucking tests by then i'd like a medical professional to say yes you're fine to fly right so he's like yeah yeah, you should be fine i was like i don't think you should that doesn't sound like <laughs> flew out to colorado um one of the most stressful things in my life we had multiple layovers multiple mm-hmm. flights mm-hmm high high anxiety specifically why i told her she shouldn't my co-workers were like what is happening um (laughs) i'm praying on the plane because it was massive turbulence because there was a storm Uh uh-huh and you were flying into denver right flying into denver which always has bad uh, turbulence right flying to denver and then we once we were in denver we had to take a side flight to Vail. so in a smaller plane because that's what the travel agent booked. Because, you know, God forbid we drive an I hour distinctly remember telling you not to go multiple times. Um, then I didn't even think about the altitude and being pregnant. Now, I'm I didn't just get, saying she's glossing over the fact that I told her I not did. to go. <laughs> I didn't get altitude sickness. Um, it was hard to walk. My room was, uh, my bedroom part was up a flight you of stairs. You kept saying you were dizzy. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I was. It was up a flight of stairs it was supposed to be cooler it was about 80 to 85 every day no ac because it's a mountain town yeah um we were in breckenridge and uh yeah so one person did get elevation poisoning or whatever it is um she came she went had to go to the hospital during the conference and came back with an oxygen tank that she had to wheel around for the rest of the conference (laughs) (laughs) and it was like a five-day conference so Lots of running around, lots of stress. I was away from my husband. You are super emotional. Super emotional. Cry. I never Literally. get calls from this bitch. 
I got so many calls that week. Literally, the two coworkers I went with, they went downtown and they were walking around and they were drinking. Well, I couldn't drink. Yeah, you're fucking boring. So I stayed home. <laughs> Fucking nerd. So I had to stay home. Stupid pregnant bitch. So I stay or stay at the hotel and then they like they got drunk, so they I don't they got lost. They were taking forever to get back. I needed to eat because I could tell like the baby was getting angry. I went to go downstairs to the bar and I had been crying and I guarantee because it like there was the bar and one like really fancy restaurant. That's all this um this hotel had. So I had to go to the bar to get like a burger and fries. And I, the bartender, I think, looked at me like thinking, did you just get broken up with? Like my eyes were puffy. <laughs> <laughs> I looked like a fucking mess alone in a bar. And uh, then my coworkers came and met up with me because they finally made it back to the hotel and they saw like what shit shape I was in. <laughs> Not good. She. And then uh, a similar thing happened the, ni- the night after because they went whitewater rafting again, couldn't participate in said events. Yeah. And so, um, and they got lost. And then they, I think someone fell overboard in their raft, like an older woman oh. that one of them actually grabbed onto. Um, and this was like a beginner's whitewater rafting thing. Anyway, that's very adventurous for a work <laughs> conference. That's how, they are. that's how they are. They're very adventurous people. And they're in, you know, Colorado. So they got to experience nature and whatnot. So, uh, again, had a sad dinner in the hotel. I think I got like a bunch of text messages. Because my anxiety wouldn't let me get on the tram by myself to be in town. Yep. I remember that call. And also walking around that town again because of the altitude. I said elevation sickness. Altitude sickness. Yeah, whatever. I think people know what you're talking about. uh, It's a lot. You know, like the town is very tiny and it was really cute. But walking around for long periods of time, like you get winded. Because even my friend who like runs marathons, okay, she's a very fit person. She was breathing heavily. So yeah, me, we're from Southern California. So me a fat bitch, desert, me yeah. a fat pregnant bitch <laughs> was keeping up. You should be proud of yourself. I am. And then we took a gondola, got stuck in the gondola. I feel like it was more of emotional damage. <laughs> it was a lot. And then we came back from that stressful to do Mm. and i immediately went to another work conference in las vegas like three days later with my husband but yeah i was about to say just uh, but because because i was switching my networks and all these other things and i was trying to get my appointment to find the gender of the baby they scheduled me on a saturday they're not open on a saturday not my fucking fault the chick calls me oh yeah i forgot um you're scheduled for saturday but we're not open so we need to reschedule and i was like and i just snapped i literally just (laughs) broke in half as a human i was like cussing him out cussing them out we had a massive fight pulled over to several hotels to try and like piece it back together <laughs> that's the hormones those are baby hormones i'm sobbing in the car <laughs> um my anxiety was just like really high shocking i know nothing medically was going on just just anxiety and hormones mm-hmm. finally got hooked up with my new doctor and then things went smoothly until my last appointment mm-hmm. my very last appointment um i went in they got to did my blood pressure normal it was normal the whole way through 
and they said, mm, we're going to test that after. Mm-hmm. Well, hi. And we did the appointment. They tested my blood pressure. They didn't say preeclampsia, but that's essentially what it was. And they mm-hmm. told me to drive across the street to the hospital and admit myself. Oh, yeah. I remember that call. So the whole time though, my whole pregnancy, I was telling my husband, when are you going to start taking work off? Like we're getting near to delivery and how are you going to drive me if you're not taking work? He's like, oh, you'll drive yourself. <laughs> when you go into labor. And I said, excuse me? And the bitch yeah. ended up driving herself. And I drove myself. <laughs> Granted, I was not in active labor yet. No. But I did drive myself and I did not leave. Until you I had not, a baby. You did not. Leave so that was on a baby. Thursday and I left on a Sunday. On a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's leading up to the birth. Do you want me to finish my birth or do you yeah, want to Yeah, because I still got to wrap my head around my shit. Okay, it's, hold on one second. <laughs> it, it always takes me a minute to get back to that space. <clears throat> I okay. do remember like you were like, hey, I have to go to the hospital. I was like, why? You're like, my um, like blood work or something. And then I was like, oh okay and I was like or is everything okay you're like I don't know they just told me to go to the hospital I think her original birth her original birth date was or due date was the 19th of November and she was born the 9th of November yeah so I was I say, was you were close. like almost two weeks early yeah I was close so it wasn't like um a preemie situation no you were fine but um I woke up that day and I didn't eat. And so like, cause I was like, okay, my appointment's at one. I'll just eat after my appointment. And cause I don't often eat breakfast and I wasn't drinking coffee, you know, in the same way. So I was just like, I'll just wait until after my appointment. And I started feeling more sick and more sick. Mm. And I thought it was cause I didn't eat. I was like, maybe I'm dehydrated and I haven't eaten anything, whatever. I'll worry about it after the appointment. Cause that's what I do. I push off. <laughs> Things You're that the queen of avoidance. <laughs> yeah. Denial and avoidance. Great. It's my game. Um, so when I went in and they told me that, then I was admitted and I'm telling the nurse, well, I didn't eat anything. And you know, she's like, bitch, that is not what is happening. Like, that's not what's happening. She was like, I hate to tell you this, but this is not the case. So they hooked me up. Um, I think I got there around three. I was finally like admitted around three. They had me in observation room, um, hooked me up to a million monitors. Mm-hmm. I'm texting my husband. I'm texting you. I'm texting my sister and my mom because my blood pressure was wild. Like yeah. it was fluctuating like crazy. I couldn't tell you the specific numbers, but it would be like, you know, 160 over this, 180 over this. But my husband's like, what the hell? Like he was like, uh, yeah, I'm getting something to get the kid like our son. I'm going to go, you know, call my parents. I'm coming in as soon as I can get there. Um, my sister brought me food at that point because I hadn't eaten. Because <laughs> I'm a dumbass. And they gave me permission. My doctor was like, yeah, yeah, for sure you can eat. So she brought me food. And then we were just in that observation room watching the monitor. And then they gave me a medication, a really, really tiny pill. Because you have to like, and that pill was broken into like four doses and it was supposed to induce you know labor and they said once you start feeling contractions then we'll switch you over to pitocin and um you'll be straight so i got three doses in 
contractions started. And I would, I want to say that was around, by this point, I'd been moved to a different room. That was around 9, 10-ish at night. Yeah. So I basically didn't sleep because I had contractions all night. The first nurse I got, super sweet, amazing, loved her. Then in the middle of the night, I had finally kind of found a position and I was going to fall asleep. (laughs) The one that took over on the nurse's break because my main night nurse was breastfeeding or yeah, breastfeeding still. She, she went to go pump. She took her mm. pumping break. This nurse comes in, turns on all the lights at like 11 or 12 in the at night, turns on all the lights, touching the machines, checking this, checking that. I was like, this bitch. I was just to the point of I could fall asleep. My husband's sleeping over on this tiny little bench, you know, he's a <laughs> large man. And uh, the monitors kept having issues, so they ended up putting a wireless one on me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the wireless one, you have to be really still for at least a few minutes bef- so it can register. Um, but they finally got that to kind of work. Then in the morning, uh, my mom was there. My other family, I mean, you know, people came in, whatever. And contraction, contraction started getting more severe. I was trying to, um, they had given me paperwork when I was in observation, like explaining epidurals and stuff. And she's like, I don't want you to sign it yet though. Like, I'd be like, I'm signing it. (laughs) She's like, just think about it. And like with everything was going on, I set it aside and I had never signed it. So I never got an epidural. And so then when I was feeling like shit, I told the nurse, I was like, listen, I need something. My anxiety is too high. Like, I need something to help deal with the pain and my anxiety. So they gave me something, which I'm assuming was probably an anti-anxiety medication. And it just made me feel real loopy. Like, I was, like, dreaming. But the pain Mm -hmm. was still there. And so then eventually someone or something, something happened. And I got my epidural. And they came in. The guy, the, what are they called? The anesthesiologist, right? He comes in with the team. The nurse is like, you're going to be really, really still to do this. And I was like, that's fine. If someone just help me fucking breathe, I will stay as still as possible. So she was helping me breathe with the contractions. He goes to set up the IV or switch it out with whatever he has to switch it out with. Right. Well, he notices that my veins blown. The fuck. So he has to switch the arms. Mm -hmm. He has no tourniquet. So he's using a glove to make a tourniquet. Yeah, that's fine. Ingenuity. (laughs) So we eventually get that done because my left side, um, the right one was blown. My left side has smaller veins. So it took him a second. He found the vein, whatever. The nurse is helping me breathe. I'm sitting up straight. They get the- Pause it. An epidural (laughs) is not in your back. I didn't get an epidural. So it is in my back. back. Oh, okay. But so I don't were you know. Getting in your vein? I don't know why he oh, needed. Okay. okay. It was wondering. something else. I don't know. But the needle did go in my back. Like I was sitting up. Okay. They put the epidural in. And then um uh after that, they put me on my side for too long. So my right side was very numb. Oh. Couldn't feel anything. But my left oh. side I could feel stuff because they didn't turn me, rotate me back in time. Um, I hadn't eaten in that day. I didn't know if I could eat. My breakfast was sitting there. By this point, it was probably like 12 in the afternoon. <laughs> and uh, I had eaten. And then the epidural, finally, everything kind of sinks in. 
and I tell my husband, you need to sit me up. I'm going to throw up. Mm, I hear that happens a lot. So I threw up pancakes. I was shaking and shivering the whole time I was on oh, the epidural. Oh, that's from the epidural, yeah. Um, They had me at a certain... Oh, while I threw up, my water broke. Oh, no. <laughs> I had called her in prior to throwing up, I think, and I um felt a pop. And she was like... The nurse came in. She's like, mm, there's no water. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I threw up and that pushed the water out. <clears throat> So I said, uh, ma'am, <laughs> <laughs> I told you, and here's your water, you dumb bitch. <laughs> uh-huh. so they, they changed, they changed like all the padding and everything. And then, Damn right. <laughs> and then at one point, because they do the GSB or whatever that test is, right, to see if you have that bacterial, they do this Aren't prior you supposed to. to get that done before? Yes, but they never told me I was positive. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> they never told me the results of that. So I was positive, but they didn't tell me. So then they put me on penicillin. Well, then when they put me on penicillin, um, my arm starts to feel cold and numb and tingly. And I said, ma'am, I think I'm having an allergic reaction to this penicillin. Like my grandmother is allergic to penicillin. Maybe I'm allergic. And she was like, um, let's just put a pill under your arm. You're fine. Man. So when they came in to switch the penicillin, cause it goes off. Cause you can't, once you like are in active labor, you can't not have that medication. So the alarm's going off. I'm ringing my buzzer. My mom is screaming in the hall because no one is coming to replace any fluids. Mm-hmm. They eventually come in. They realize that they were pushing the dosage out way too quickly. And that's oh, when God. my arm was on fire mm-hmm. and numb or whatever the hell it was. So it wasn't because my arm needed to be elevated with a fucking pillow. Are you sure? Med air, you dumb fucking horse. (laughs) So so they didn't want to check me once my water um, broke. They didn't want to check me for dilation because it can introduce bacteria. Bacteria. Mm -hmm. And my mom was watching the monitors and she thinks she's an expert because she's had three children that she knew I was getting close. And she basically said, she is an expert. She's like, ma'am, you need to check her. Mm-hmm. She's getting close. I'm telling you, I'm watching the contractions. They're getting closer and closer. She's going to have this baby soon. You need to check. And three nurses told her no. Then this older veteran nurse finally was like, okay, ma'am. And they checked me. And then shortly after they got me ready for delivery. Can I just put a pause on this? Yeah. <laughs> My mom's a nurse. Uh-huh. I love nurses. But labor and delivery nurses, bit of advice. If the patient is, because this happened to me as well, mm-hmm. not what is happening exactly to you. But if we right. are complaining to you, it's because we know our bodies and maybe we haven't had children, but something is fucking off. Okay. Yeah. So could you just have some empathy? I know you guys are amazing, 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 beautiful people. But please, please, if somebody that is your patient and you could just be like, hey, yeah, let me just figure something out instead of saying uh i'm a nurse and i know what i'm doing and this is what we do and we do stuff like this because we're in lnd and sometimes we do crazy shit in lnd that does not make me feel comfortable because that was said to me Mm -hmm. i'll explain my story just listen to whoever you are checking out yeah because i mean i was at a centimeter for at least a week and a half maybe two weeks like every time i went to go get checked nothing had changed and Mm -hmm. Oh, so remember when I told you that they were supposed to give me Pitocin after the contraction started? They never gave me Pitocin. 
Oh, well. So everything that was happening after that, the medication that was starting, was going to induce me was on my body's own. Yeah. And what they don't tell you is Pitocin is also used to help you close back up once the baby is exiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So anyway, we'll get back to that in a second. I went to, um, they did check me. Um, it was getting close. They were prepping the room for me to deliver. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think I had to go to a different room to deliver at that point. So the day nurse, the night nurses the night before. Great. The day nurses there. Shit. The one that was my labor nurse. She was great. She was very helpful <clears throat> and explained the process. And my doctor was at the end of her shift and there was like three other women giving birth at the same time. And she was very stressed out and not happy at all. Uh, and being very short with everyone because i'm pretty sure she was like i was about to fucking clock out you fucking bitches all of you want to have your babies right now (laughs) so (laughs) oh not to mention the whole night before all i heard were women having babies and wailing yeah it's not fun uh kudos to those women that do that shit natural that's i think they were in a pool uh no Uh, or like at home births god damn you guys are like yeah super rock bitches yeah so anyway um i'm milled in this room my sister and my mom are there originally i was told by my doctor that i would be able to have or i was told by either the i guess it, it was my the hospital because on the hospital tour they said you can have four people in the room mm-hmm. well my doctor only wanted three people yeah they set the term right so that my husband was there my mom was there my two sisters that's four people and i'm thinking okay they told me four people like we're fine and then they're like oh the doctor actually prefers three or under okay so then my (laughs) sisters are arguing over which one of them is gonna stay and my younger sister who has already some mental health issues was very emotional and I said, just fucking do rock, paper, scissors and just fucking figure it out. So that's how you figure out who stayed. And of course, my younger sister did not. So she storms out. She's cussing at everyone. She's in the parking lot, texting my mom, being hateful, being all this bullshit. And I'm like, I don't have the energy right now. Mom. I'm like, I can't fucking figure this shit out for you. Sorry. I'm about, I'm, to-, I'm about to have a fucking baby. I'm about baby. to evict this baby from my womb. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> drama (laughs) then we get in the position to push again remember i'm numb completely on my right side so i can't even feel my foot in the stirrup i can't feel anything on my right side i can't feel how hard i'm pushing i can't feel anything so this is only about an hour only was pushing for about an hour which i thought was pretty good for being in labor as long as i was Mm -hmm. so um they're telling me to push i can't feel anything Mm -hmm. i don't even know if i'm pushing hard enough apparently i'm not because the doctor was like <laughs> do better bitch dig deep <laughs> and um my husband was helping me by pushing you know my back up when i had to push so did he get in trouble work. for doing that or something so then she says she can do this do not help her it's <laughs> <laughs> an older asian woman and I, I know I'm close. I just have a feeling like I'm close. I told you I couldn't feel anything, but I had this like in, in, innate feeling that I was close. The body keeps the score, baby. <laughs> so I told him, I said, Joseph, 
the next fucking contraction, you're going to push me up as hard as you can. And then boom, the baby came out. So you like sit up to her out. Yep. Okay. Jump. <laughs> <laughs> and she had a cone head when she came out. It happened. Um, Cause she was in the birth canal because why would that be? Cause you guys didn't want to check shit. That's why, but okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were, they kept saying she's, ta- there's, she's tacky. She's tacky, meaning uh, tachycardia. Mm-hmm. So, because <clears throat> I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what are we talking about? Tacky, tacky. What the fuck is this? Like tacky, like, I was like, is my like, blood thick, like tar? Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> going on? Is she sticky? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, tacky. <laughs> so they were, they were, they were very calm. Like they, they didn't necessarily make me nervous but i but i could tell that they were nervous mm, right yeah. mm-hmm. so we get the baby out and then they're like we, the doctor's like literally stitching me up someone's like oh someone in room four um is going to labor she's like uh-huh and they're gonna wait and then she said you haven't given her pitocin yet put her on pitocin right now so at some point i was put on pitocin during the labor she's stitching me up there's bloody sheets and paper everywhere yeah it's messy it's pretty messy (laughs) um i never saw the placenta i never saw any of that stuff but there was a garbage you know pail whatever full of biohazard (laughs) material i'm sure Um, it made its way in there somehow (laughs) and then i didn't i didn't know because during my pregnancy i only went to the first um class i didn't go to the second one because i wasn't feeling well that day but they just slapped that baby right on my chest and I had no idea what was happening. Mm-hmm. And she was very slippery and not cleaned <laughs> at all. <laughs> and and uh, then they, you know, we had our bonding time and then they took her for testing and my husband hadn't touched her yet. You know, it had been like an hour. They yeah. let you sit with the baby for an hour. I and, wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, they, you know, he was like, he hadn't held his child yet so he was kind of freaking out but then he eventually did get to hold her and then eventually my sister did come back because oh. i texted her i said come meet your niece and she did come back and um then my in-laws came in my son came in we had a shirt made for my son that said like best big brother most awesome big brother something like that someone had to throw that together real fast i did i know no, like bring it with them. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'm sure he did because he was super excited to wear it. So I'm pretty sure he he was like, "We're going." Like, don't shirt. you dare leave my shirt. <laughs> so um, yeah, and then my husband, I guess, with my son's birth, they didn't keep her for that long. His his mom. Mm-hmm. So he thought we were going home the next day. Oh no, you were fucked up. Didn't you have to have like all those antibiotics go through? I was had antibiotics. I had um, the epidural has to you know they once they take it out takes a second for all those drugs to exit your system they want to make sure all the preeclampsia like heart rate everything was good with the baby with me um the pediatrician who's still my daughter's pediatrician came in to check her and he literally took my picked my baby up by like her hands on his thumbs and like swung her and he's like she's strong like an old <laughs> middle eastern man who like trains a lot of doctors new doctors he always has trainees in his like residence anytime we go i always have like five doctors looking at my child anytime i go to the pediatrician but um he's like oh she's really strong good grip she did have jaundice so we did kind of have to monitor that for a little bit 
But uh, and of course, it was like one of the worst winters we had. So there was no sunlight whatsoever. But uh, yeah, so could definitely recommend certain points of pregnancy. I only threw up twice. And one was because one day I was just craving saltwater taffy and ate like half a bag of it and god you have the cravings of a fucking 90 year old person vomited in the shower geez honey you know what i really could go for some saltwater taffy (laughs) no my sister had gone to san francisco and there was a bag of it on the table and i just kept eating it and then i went to go take a shower and literally vomited like 360 and i had to tell my husband to go clean it up i'm gonna vomit (laughs) at that visual that's nasty so yeah um <laughs> i i was there was other stuff that happened there was there was a lot of things that went wrong i didn't realize how many other things could have gone wrong yeah because they never said you have preeclampsia they never said they never said they're like oh we're just monitoring. we're a little concerned about your heart rate we're, we're very concerned about the baby because they had to monitor you know for oh the you mean the whole time while me. you were there yeah like so i'm hooked up because they're monitoring me they're also monitoring the baby but they weren't really explaining much so i guess like ignorance is bliss in that sense because i'm like all right we're having this baby i don't know when (laughs) but i didn't understand like again they didn't tell me that i tested positive for the gsb thing they didn't tell me it seems like things you should be told (laughs) yeah they kind of kept me in the dark yeah so it's a lovely story uh how would uh out of a scale of uh one to ten what would you recommend delivering uh Yes, it was great. No, I'm, just what? I'm like that hospital. <laughs> no, I'm talking about. And I didn't think that hospital was going to be an issue because my sister was born at that hospital. Maybe it's not the hospital. Maybe it was you. That what? <laughs> that made the nurse the day nurses bitches. Yeah. I'm telling you, nurses, we love you. One of them was a student. She's learning, and I think she was one of the one that changed the bag out. So I think she might have been the one, the reason that my dosage was too high for the penicillin. Nobody was checking her stuff. You know I'm what? I'm telling you, Who am they I? stayed Who out of I? that room as much as they could. And I understand there was lots of like there were a lot of people in labor. So you just happened to go into labor when everybody else. Did. Yeah, it's a popular right. time. Scorpio season, baby. It's a popular. That's the most popular sign. <laughs> it is. Everybody's just slinging and banging. Yeah. <laughs> because it's around February. You would be. So that's where the romance. Conceiving. The romance. You'd be conceiving <laughs> around Valentine's Day. The romantical month. That's why. Everybody makes their making love quarter. Yeah. Uh, quotient. They're like, oh, you know what's coming up? Valentine's Day. I guess we're making Let's a get baby. in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Melinda's birth story is way more traumatic than mine. So. <laughs> If you didn't enjoy that ride that I just set you on and it made you uncomfortable. Please don't listen to mine. <laughs> <laughs> warning for what's ahead. Uh, <laughs> I have to laugh to keep from crying. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, let's tell you a little story about a girl named Melinda. Um, so anyways, as I said, I was considered high risk pregnancy because of like IVF and then because I'm chunky. I don't know. Whatever. So I had to do NSTs and I believe I told you like the NSTs, they monitor the baby's heart rate and like their movement rate. Whatever. I had to do those twice a week. So because I kept having to go to L&D because my blood pressure was crazy. They thought I was getting preeclampsia. 
I was not, I, I don't know how many times <laughs> I had to take those stupid fucking tests. And they tested me. I don't know. I think I went once a week. Probably should have tested me more, but here we are. Once again, I mean, there was nothing. There was nothing up until the day of. Mine was, I was getting all that monitoring. So they just kept catching me and mm-hmm. taking me up to LND. So that's where I was at. And there were some weeks where nothing was happening and I was fine. <laughs> there was a couple of times I had to go in. Um, so anyways, because of that uh, issue, I knew I was going to be um, induced at 37 and a half weeks. So I already had to do the paperwork to get induced um, just in case. And so I got a date, but then when you are going to get induced, they make you call in to make sure there's room. So I had a date, but it didn't necessarily mean that's the day I was going to get induced. So then I call in and they're like, oh, we don't have any space yet. Go ahead. And they give you like another time to call. And so then you call again and they're like, no, no, no. Okay. Just call us uh, between this time to see if you need to come in. So then I'm like, okay. So then they're like, how about you just give us your phone number and we'll call you if you're going to come in. And I was like, okay. So then at like one, uh, no, 12 30 AM, I get a call saying like, okay, bring your happy ass to the hospital. We're going to induce you. And I was like, this is great. So much fun. Thanks for calling me while I was falling asleep. And then I'm having anxiety now because I was mid sleep anyways. So we get all our stuff together because I had to be packed anyway. So I already knew at some point I was going to be going in. So I go in, um, they take us to the room and immediately they get me hooked up to everything. They're like, hey, you want an epidural? I said, fuck yeah, I do, baby. You give me all of that good shit, right? So they're just trying to get me like set up for everything that's going to happen and explaining everything to me. And then they, of course, are checking my blood pressure and I'm like freaking the fuck out, right? Because that's what I do. And they're like, your blood pressure is really, really high. And I believe my blood pressure was less than yours, <laughs> but it's still high. I think it was like, 164 over something right and so they're like we have to give you this medication and I was like what medication and they were like this medication I was like can you just like let me relax for a little bit and I promise you my blood pressure will go down and they're like and I was arguing with the nurses and they were like no like this is what we do in cases like that are with you like we need to do that or your baby's gonna go into stress and I start bawling Right. Because I know myself and I know like I was like, please, I get NSTs like I just need like 30 minutes to calm down. Please, 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 please. Right. Like, no, we need to give you this medication. I it was what the hell medication was it? Silver nitrate? I don't know. I don't know what medication it was. And I was like, please, please, please. And so then I call my mom and I'm like, <laughs> my mom at like 1 30 in the morning or like almost two. And I'm like, they want to give me this medication. I'm trying to tell them like, I'm really sensitive to medication. Like, please just give me time to relax. Like I will be fine. Like, and so I'm hyping myself up more and more. And then my mom was like asking about the medication and they're getting really pissed off at me at this point. Like the nurses are getting, I can tell they're getting really frustrated with me because I'm like, no, 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 I don't want the medication. Please just let me calm down, calm down. And they're like, no, you don't understand. Like your blood pressure is too high. Like we can't do this. We have to give you this medication. And I was like, okay. So then I'm like, fine. So then I was like, we'll just take the medication and see how you do. They put that medication in me and it was like my body was on fire. My arm felt 
like it was on fire. And then it made me loopy and just, I didn't feel good. So then eventually I apparently, my husband said I passed out. And then sometime in the morning, my doctor came in and she was checking me and they checked and see that I was like three, three and a half, whatever. I was dilated already to that. Um, and this was with like nothing else going on. Right. And this was at like 830 in the morning. So she was like, okay, so we're going to start you on like, you know, the Pitocin or like whatever the fuck else they were going to do whatever to get me going. Right. So she's like, I'm going to break your bag, your water. Cause my water had mm, broke, mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, Oh, okay. And my mom and my dad had come to the room. And so they were in there with me with my husband and I was like, Oh, okay. So she's like, I'm going to break your bag. And then, um, my parents came in behind whatever her doing that. She's like, so we'll expect you to probably deliver by like five tonight. She's like, you got a while. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sounds great. And then the ladies, the nurses come in, they're like, okay, so um, the anesthesiologist or whatever, like there's a lot of people here. So it's going to be a while before you get an epidural. You want one, right? And I said, yes, please, please give me that. I would like that very much. I don't want anything else, but that if you can give me anything harder. That's great. I don't want anything. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they're like, okay, so um, that was at like 8.30. And then, uh, I don't know, around 9 o'clock, shit fucking hit the fan. And apparently my body, like my mother, apparently, after her water broke, she had me and my brother, like, within 30 minutes to an hour after her water broke. Apparently my body was like, let's keep the good times going. And Mm -hmm. I started to have super major 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 contractions all unmedicated mm-hmm. like my body was ready to go and then I don't know what <laughs> at some point like you I started throwing up mm-hmm. from the contractions um I needed oxygen because it was just really really bad they had me like go on my side. I was telling them it hurt to go on my side, but that helps like the baby with her heart rate. Uh, so I went on my side. I'm like clenching to the bed because mm-hmm. I'm in so much pain because it it hurts. And they kept just saying like, you just need to hold on. You just need to hold on. The anesthesiologist will be here soon and you'll get it. It's just like, there's just other stuff, like other people ahead of you. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm like shaking, I'm shaking, I'm shaking like on the bed so much pain mm-hmm. <laughs> I um and then my mom's like over there and uh my nose just starts bleeding mm-hmm. and bad like I it doesn't stop doesn't stop bleeding and then I'm stressing out because I'm on my side they say I have to stay on the side they're putting like a fucking bean between my leg I'm the fuck's going on mm-hmm. and I start swallowing blood right? Trigger warning. This is not a fun story. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I start vomiting that up because Mm -hmm. every, I haven't ate anything. I have, everything is just that going into my stomach Mm -hmm. plus the contractions, which are making me sick because they are extremely, extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. And so I start vomiting that up. My mom's catching blood. My husband's 
I don't know what my husband's doing. My dad's in a corner crying in there, probably like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, yeah. he's like a first responder. So he puts on like first responder. Yeah, face, I guess my mom's it's different when it's your kid, though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Cam said he wasn't OK. Like my yeah. dad wasn't OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom goes into like nurse mode. Mm-hmm. So that was good to have a stone face killer on my side. My mm-hmm. mom. Right. Um, she's collecting the blood and napkins and wiping my face and like holding me. And then the nurses come in, they're like, oh, we need to give her oxygen. Fucking putting a mask over my face as I'm vomiting, mm. spitting up blood, nose Smart. is bleeding. I'm like, this is not helping. I'm like, this is bad. They're like trained oh, the professionals baby, over here. The baby's getting stressed out. We are calling the doctor. Like, you're gonna go in for an emergency C-section. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I know there's probably like blank spaces in my story. This is all I can remember mm-hmm. happening. Is my mom being there? My mom, like, hear my mom advocating for me. Cam being like, oh, shit. Like, this Mm -hmm. is very serious. The nurses, like, saying whatever they're saying. Because I can't remember. Them forcing, like, an oxygen mask on me. Saying, I need to take the oxygen in. Because something's going on with, like, the baby. uh, Whatever. And I'm like, I can't breathe. Because there's fucking blood Mm -hmm. in my throat and in my nose. And I'm just spitting it up. And then I'm saying, like, we're calling the doctor. You're going to have to go in for, like, an emergency C-section. Honestly, I was hyped up because I was like, if we can just <laughs> You're like, whatever. Whatever's quicker, Whatever's quicker. I'm like, honestly, like, I just look at my mom. I'm like, we're going to get a C-section. Mom's like, yeah, they're calling the fucking doctor. Your doctor, like, just left the hospital and she mm-hmm. has to come back. Mm-hmm. And, um... And she's like, yeah, they're going to give you a C-section. I was like, if they can just give me fucking anything for the pain, that'd be great. I said, I, I'm happy. I'm like, I just want this fucking shit to be mm-hmm. done with. Like, dear God. Plus, I'm, like, sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm having all these issues. And then they, like, prep me up, right? And they get cam ready. Obviously, my mom couldn't be in there. My dad, I guess, was, like, in a corner, like, white face. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cam was, like, I'm very close to my father. Mm-hmm. So, I'm minimizing what probably happened. And for like other people, it's probably really bad to witness. But yeah. I can only tell you what sure my, terrifying. my brain is recollecting, you know. Yeah. And so I'm getting wheeled back, but I'm hyped up. Cam said I was really happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you saw like a light at the end of the tunnel. I probably. did. Yes. Like from whatever was happening mm-hmm. to my body. Mm-hmm. I, the, the anesthesia, I was just like, okay, I need you to get on this table. And I was like, fuck yeah, I got up on that thing so fast. And he's like, okay, you're going to like feel a little prick. I got a spinal block because I didn't have any other medication. So for C-sections, you usually get like a spinal block unless you're like an eight labor and you already had an epidural or whatever. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that doctor, I love him <laughs> because it was like instant relief. Mm-hmm. I felt like, I don't know what your experience felt like, but I felt like it coursing through all of my veins. Like it felt so good. I don't weird, remember. A weird fire answer in my veins type of experience yeah I don't remember it to be honest I just remember that woman the nurse breathing with me and trying to keep me steady because you know needles being put in your spine uh they I don't uh I just remember him saying okay I need you to slump forward and don't move yeah and I I didn't I said give me that good stuff doc yeah I think I was just excited to like be done with the feeling of contractions that 
I held it together as much as I could because before that I was writhing. Yeah, it's awful. It's fucking awful. And I don't know what they just didn't expect my contractions to get so intense. Here's a lie fast that that stupid woman for the labor delivery class that I took that woman she's like oh i've had like six kids some with epidurals some natural and um the worst pain that you're gonna feel is like your worst period cramp no and i was like maybe i don't experience period cramps in the same way that some women do i know some women have very very painful cramps if that is what some women feel why have we not done something about this that's my first question but my period cramps barely anything so I'm expecting like, like a punch to the vagina feeling, punch to the uterus. Not what the fuck I felt. No, it's full body pain. Uh, yeah. Just soul crushing pain. Holding on to the edge of a bed, praying to God that it ends pain. That's what I experienced. <laughs> Just holding yeah. on, like, uh, shaking. Yeah, I was shaking. I mean, I was shaking from the contractions and then. And then because of the epidural, like my teeth were cl- like, you know, like yeah, you got the cold effects. I, I was shaking because yeah. I thought I was dying. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> and so I hopped up on that thing because you know got to transfer over. He put that in, and I said, uh, I think I told him I loved him. And then he just put a bag to my face. And he said, if you're gonna vomit, vomit into bag to the left. <laughs> Obviously, you could tell I was going to vomit. (laughs) (laughs) And then I kind of got loopy from there. I don't know what they gave Mm -hmm. me, but it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I was so happy. I've never been so happy in my life. My husband said I looked a lot better. Uh, (laughs) So he was holding my throw up bag to Mm -hmm. my left. And the anesthesiologist, you know, that's what he kept just telling me. And then they went in and they got her. And I didn't feel really anything, maybe pressure. Other than that, that was great. So I didn't have that. She was fine. All her tests were good. I didn't get to hold her. Um, My husband saw that I got some videos of that, heard the crying. She was good. Okay. Then they stitched me up. Didn't feel that either. So that's great. Right. I'm thinking I'm I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. This is going great. They take me to recovery. And my nurse, who actually did, like, my NSTs, was actually my recovery nurse. So I was like, hey, girl. And she's like, hey, you had the baby. I was told it was rough for you. And I was like, (laughs) it sure was. It sure was. So I was, like, laughing. Mm -hmm. Because I was a little loopy. Right. Right? And they had my husband. And then they brought the baby and their little thing over. And Cam's, like, showing her to me. And I'm like, that's great. She's a baby. Because I'm still kind of loopy. Yeah. And I couldn't, like really hold her yet mm-hmm. and so then the nurse is like i'm just gonna check down in your like area and you know just to make sure there's like nothing going on you know i don't have like huge ass clots coming out of you mm-hmm. and then um i'm like okay sure yeah, whatever jan that's not her name but you know mm-hmm. i trust her she's my homie she's been with me for like two times a week since 28 weeks you know right. and so she looks in there and she goes like she just has this weird face and she mm-hmm. looks at me and then she looks down again and she looks at my husband. She's like, I need you to put the baby down. Then I'm like, this does not sound like it's going great. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Right? And then he goes, okay. And 
there was a girl in recovery like next to me that started mm-hmm. like I'm assuming coding because mm-hmm. it was just fucking staff rushing over mm-hmm. to like the left side of me. Mm-hmm. And she's checking on me and he, she puts the baby down in her little thing off to the side. And uh, she's like, she looks at my husband. And she's like, I need you to push on your wife's stomach with me. Right. And he's like, okay. And she's like, I need you to do it really hard. Like mm-hmm. almost like fucking pound on yeah. him. Right. So I'm like, oh no, this doesn't sound great. <laughs> so I have her and him just like, I don't know, pounding mm-hmm. the shit out of my uterus area. Yeah. And she's like, oh God, oh God. Okay. She's like, okay, um, I need to go call the doctor. Did right. they not do this prior? What I don't know. This is what I'm remembering. I'm well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know they did that to me after I gave birth. They push on they you did. a lot. Yes, they did that in this C-section. Well, I had a C-section, so mm-hmm. I don't know if there's different protocol. But what happened is I was hemorrhaging. Right. Very bad. Very, very, very bad. I didn't realize how bad until like two days later when I came out of like my medical stupor. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was happening is like just shit was coming out of me, like not a, not very good. It was very bad. It was very bad. So I was hemorrhaging. I didn't know I was hemorrhaging. Jan, that's who I'm what I'm calling her. That's not her name. But Jan, she kept like, you know, pretty she just said, Oh, I need to call the doctor. Mm-hmm. Then the doctor comes in and she goes, Oh shit. Or like, you know, like you they're not saying oh shit, but you're like, oh, yeah. this doesn't sound good. It doesn't look good. She immediately goes and grabs other nurses. And then Cam gets pushed out of the room. Mm. And they take him and the baby. I don't know. He's somewhere. He's somewhere right. off in the room. But he had been like hitting me with the other nurse for like a minute or two mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I guess it was really bad. And he was like white faced looking at me like he was freaking the fuck out. And then they took him somewhere with the baby. And then I just had like a bunch of people around me, just like I'm massaging, hitting. I don't know what they do to like try and get you to stop hemorrhaging, mm-hmm. but that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my doctor was like, I'm going to be like pushing on you and it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to be hurting, but I'm trying to like save you. And I was mm-hmm. like, save me. Mm-hmm. she's like well, i'm gonna need you to lift like your legs or you're gonna have to lift your body i'm like i what the fuck i can't feel anything mm-hmm. right and she's like i'm gonna be mean because i have to help you so you need to do whatever i'm, I'm like okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna like really try in my head i'm like i can't fucking feel shit i don't know if i'm doing it but apparently she said i was and then at some point everything just went like dark mm-hmm. and then i what I remember is waking up like in my room and the baby was next to me, mm-hmm. like in her own little area. Mm-hmm. And Cam was like sitting in like a chair or like looking over me. And then my mom was in the room and I was like, what time is it? This all happened between like 8.30 and 10.45, like in the morning. My daughter was born at 10.45, okay? Mm-hmm. I didn't see those people till 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. And like, they're like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, like what, what time is it? And I'm like, it's like four or like three or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, what happened? And Cam was like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> and I was like, cool. 
cool shit. Okay. So then people were coming in and, and seeing the baby and I was just really loopy and people kept trying to like give her to me. And I was like, I can't feel my arms. Like I can't feel my arms. Like it felt like just putty, like mm-hmm. a puddle, just loose, like spaghetti noodles. I was like, I don't want to hold her. I'm going to drop her. But everybody just kept asking me to, like, take her. And, like, I guess they, like, tried to put her, like, on my boot. I couldn't hold her. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. So Cam was like, we need, like, uh, is it okay if we get for the bottle? Because they gave him this thing where, like, it's, like, a a little tube attached to, like, a feeding thing. They have it attached to your breast and your Mm -hmm. nipples so that it, like, coaxes the baby to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't know. It was just really complicated. So I just said, just give her a bottle, please. Right. Mm-hmm. So that happened. People were coming in and out. And then um, it wasn't until like midnight of like the next day that I felt okay. And then the nurses, yeah, they were like checking on me and checking on the baby. And then when I came out of the stupor at midnight, my daughter was like under belly lights because she had jaundice. Yeah. And so you can't pick her up. You can't like really touch them. She was naked, like under these lights. And I was like, what the fuck? Like Mm -hmm. what's happening? And he's like, we have to like feed her. He's like, I have to feed her like every hour and a half. He's like, Mm -hmm. he's my husband's like been feeding the baby and I've just been out of it. Who knows? My parents said I was talking like incoherently (laughs) and I'm like, Oh my God, like, is she okay? And like, then I started freaking out. I was like, you're fine. You're fine. He's like, you're fine. You're fine. Just calm down. Just calm Mm -hmm. down. And he's like, you just need to go back to sleep. And he's like, I'll handle it. And my mom stayed that night with me and my husband. And she was helping him feed her through the night because I was completely out of it. Then I woke up again in like that day, like later on in the morning around nine. And my doctor who delivered my baby comes in and she's like, hey, I'm here to talk to you about what happened. And I was like, huh? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, what happened? She's like, okay, so it was really scary for it. It was a little scary time for you. And I was like, what What do you mean? And she was like, so you hemorrhaged very, very, very badly. Mm. And she was like, to the point where we were going to do a transfer, a uh, transfusion on you. And she's like, you lost. And she told me the amount. I lost a lot, a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Um. And then she was like, you know, it was really scary. She's like, but you pulled through. She was like, don't really understand like how like you hemorrhaged so bad. But she was like, it's very significant. Um, she's like, so just recover. She's like, can you take your pain meds, whatever they're giving you, so you can like start moving around. She's like, you're probably gonna be here for like a couple of days. I think I was in the hospital for like four days almost five days mm-hmm. and so I was like oh, okay and then my husband then proceeded to tell me all like the gory stuff that like mm-hmm. he witnessed which was horrifying and then you know I didn't realize he was scared because he didn't know what happened to me and he and the baby were just like pushed into a room for like four hours so he didn't know what was happening to me mm. and people were calling him asking if they could see the baby like what was going on and he's like I don't know like what is going on yeah I remember texting him I don't know what time it was but I was like oh well I know Melinda's induction day was today she Mm -hmm. should have had the baby by now Mm -hmm. it was probably when I was like breastfeeding at night Mm -hmm. 
because I'm pretty sure I was, t- I was rocking in the rocking chair and I was texting mm-hmm. him and he was kind of like, yes, she, you know, she had the baby, but shit went sideways and yeah. no, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know when like she's awake or something like that. Yeah. Essentially like my friends were texting him cause I don't know what happened. I yeah. wasn't texting nobody. And he like, was just telling them like, he was like, it wasn't good. It went sideways or whatever he told yeah. people. And he's like, I'll have her like text or later. Yeah, I think he something. said like it was really scary and yeah, he can't talk about it still. Yeah. He still freaks the fuck out. Yeah, it's traumatic for him because he saw like he saw stuff that I don't. I was yeah. I was high as hell, y'all. Right. So yeah. to me, I didn't realize that I essentially my doctor told me I almost died. Right. Literally, I almost died. Just I'm not gonna make it cute i almost died that's what she told me he almost died Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) and so i didn't i wasn't aware of that so once again i think the anesthesiologist (laughs) what did okay so i'm just curious like when she looked what was she looking at was she like stitches or no oh like blood clotting Mm -hmm. um like Oh, oh, how much was it? It was very large. It was larger than a softball. Oh, my God. Larger than that was coming out of my body. Mm-hmm. So when they're massaging you, it's to get that right. out of you. Right. So shit, I could feel things like slimy things like on my thigh, I felt like. Mm. Um, but then I thought also maybe it's just the drugs. <laughs> like in my brain. <laughs> Um, so she was looking at that was coming out of my body when she pressed mm. on me. And that's when she was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Well, and like if they're pressing on you, too, like you could have like opened up your stitches or like other things could have happened, too. Yeah. Right. I guess that's I don't know. Like, is that how they stop hemorrhaging by? I guess that makes sense. Like you have to hold your nose to help to stop. A nose I just know that after you know i gave birth they push on your stomach probably to make sure that maybe that's not happening you know what i'm saying like yeah 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 see what else is gonna come out yeah somebody give us the answer <laughs> i know that when i was put back so when i was in the um recovery room right like mm-hmm. the postpartum room mm-hmm. the nurse like gave me this little walker because i was like oh I have to pee and like, but the epidural is still in your system. So she kind of assisted me a couple of times. My husband left um, to make sure that everything in the house is like picked up. And plus like, he just couldn't do another night on that bench. Like he. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, It's like half his height. Um, My mom left. They came back. So I was alone on no sleep with a newborn. First time mom. And uh, they were coming in and out to like, or no, the doctor was, the nurse was like, okay, I'm going to come get her in a little bit for testing. And I'm like thinking, cool, go take her for testing. I can sleep. And then this bitch did not show up for like another two hours. And um, my daughter never stopped crying, really, unless we held her. She had to be held. She wasn't sleeping in the little plastic container that they provided. So when I had to pee i literally had to like wheel her with me i mean i guess i didn't have to i could have let her cry 
I could just let her cry. You were being a good mom. But I was still wearing my my gown with blood or blood on it. Oh yeah, girl. I was crusty for like a couple days, I think. The next day I asked my mom if she could at least like, you know, watch the baby while I took a shower. Because I had like, you know, an overnight bag. Yeah. Yeah. Which I did. Mm-hmm. I took a shower, but um, and like changed into like some pajamas that I had brought. That's nice. <laughs> but my, I remember the nurse. I want to say I think it was the first night, or maybe it was the second day, because they were still monitoring me to make sure my blood pressure and everything was going back to normal. Yeah. And she did offer me, um, she's like, "Do you need anything for the pain? Because like you're still healing." And I was like, "I'm good." She's like, "I can give you like some you- ibuprofen or something." And I was like all right like i really didn't that's nice <laughs> but i was more so like just tired and i remember her yeah, sitting on my chest after i had fed her mm-hmm. and i was dozing off and i was like i bet you this hospital thinks i'm an awful mother because i'm having i'm sleeping with her on my chest what if she felt like i i was alone at yeah night. of course yeah uh-huh. the hospital food was decent yeah, I would say uh, the hospital food was pretty a rate when I could finally eat. Yeah, I don't know. I mm, all I know is that a big clot came out. I think that's probably what happened is that huge clot came out and then they couldn't stop the bleeding. Yeah, because the hemorrhaging is just a lot of loss yeah. of blood. And so I think she yeah, I think that's what happened with me. Mm-hmm. And then I got like talked to about, you know, maybe not have another baby. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. you know what? I was like, now as uh, all these stories are coming in, I think that's probably smart. I don't want to die. I don't know why that happened, but now I'm like really scared of like, if I have to have surgeries and stuff like that, because I hemorrhage, like, well, yeah, I would, I would just like like always have a list of any medications that they gave you during that time. Because what if it was affecting like coagulation or I don't know. I don't know, but it was a crazy uh, situation in it that I'm glad that I only recall in pieces of my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've always had issues with anesthesia, like certain medications, right? Oh, yeah. I'm very sensitive to medication. That's why I don't like taking stuff. It makes me feel fucking awful. Except that spinal tap. Oh, that <laughs> spinal block? I don't remember his name, but my God, you are a maestro, sir. <laughs> You are an angel. You were my angel that day because I was never as happy as that moment that I got that. Yeah. But my trauma did not stop there. Um, <laughs> 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 so anyway, so you when you're pregnant and you have the baby, they have to make sure that you go to the bathroom and you can go on your own without the catheter and all that. So that was all good and for me, right? Mm-hmm. But like two hours before I'm supposed to get discharged, you know, the baby's fine. She's out of the lights. We're doing good. I'm feeling alive. I took a shower. I don't have like a crusty ass, like, you know, shit on me. I'm, I'm refreshed and rejuvenated. I tell the nurse like, Oh, Hey, I can't pee. And they're like, that's just cause you're a lot of pain. You need to stay on your pain meds. Like you'll be fine. I'm like, are you sure? Cause I, I was peeing. And now I'm not peeing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to pee and I'm not peeing. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were just like, whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And my dad was in the room. And I said, are, are you sure? Like, I'm just, are you sure? They're like, yeah, you're fine. Just go home. You're just, 
tired. You're you had you had you had a lot of blood loss. You had a very traumatic delivery. Like that's what's going on. I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna believe you. <laughs> Should not have believed you. <laughs> yeah. So I get trust home, your guts. Trust my gut once again, nurses, please. Yeah. If your patient is telling you something, just mm-hmm. do a little gander, do a little investigation. Maybe we're crazy. Maybe we're hypochondriacs. But, you know, five minutes of your time Mm -hmm. could save, like, you know, a life or, like, somebody else a trip to an emergency room. Um, So I go home. My husband and me get in the car. My dad's following us. Thank God my dad is following us home. Um, And we get in the house. My husband takes the baby in. And... I'm like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. Like something is wrong. I'm in so much pain. Like I just have shooting pain, like radiating through my body. And I'm walking to the bathroom and I basically almost fucking collapsed on my tile floor, like a little bit away from the bathroom. And my dad's like, you need to take her back to the hospital. You need to take her back to the hospital. And I was like, I'm in pain. Like it's where my bladder hurt is. It's like, I'm hurting, I'm hurting, I'm hurting. My dad's like, He's like, damn it. He's like, he's like, that nurse didn't listen to you. He's like, this happened to your mom. Like she was, when she had her surgery, like she had issues and her bladder stopped working or like whatever. Cause I guess that can happen. Like you'd be fine. And then it just like, because of the trauma or whatever, mm-hmm. and you had a catheter, you could mm-hmm. get like fucked up again. And he's like, you need to take her to the emergency room. You need to take her to the emergency room. And so I hop back in the car and I'm in a lot of pain, like so much fucking pain. Mm -hmm. and um he's driving me we're calling the nurse that i had called at liberty she's like i can't do anything because you're discharged fuck you bitch like fuck you like i'm just trying to let you fucking know that now i am just got home from almost fucking dying having this kid in your hospital to now I have to go back to your fucking hospital to the emergency room because I think my bladder is going to fucking explode on me and then I'm gonna die again like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so my husband gets me to the hospital and I can I can barely walk I can't walk I'm in so much pain and this man opens the door for me and I look up once again, at this hospital, I had to go to NSTs twice a week. So we got to know a lot of the staff there. And this staff was the security guard I would check in with every mm-hmm. week. And he looks at me. He's like, oh, you had the baby. And I said, baby, I'm dying. He's like, are you okay? He's like, when did you have the baby? I was like, mm, a couple of days ago. I literally just got ch- discharged 45 minutes ago. And he's like, oh, my God. And he's like, OK, I'm going to go in back and see if I can get you like ahead because it was the emergency room. So there was a long ass fucking line mm-hmm. of like people in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. So this sweet angel, my other angel, got the anesthesiologist. Now, so the social security uh, guard, Bob, went to the back and you said social security. He could be on social security. guard. Um, he's a uh, security guard. Bob, I don't remember his name went into the back and the doctor came out and grabbed me probably because I just fucking had a baby um, at their hospital and they probably called up stairs. I don't know, fucking probably got the 411 and being like, why is your fucking patient down in the emergency room that you just discharged? They pull me back and the doctor's like, you just had a baby. I was like, yeah, like a couple of days ago, I hemorrhaged. Uh, I just got discharged like 45 minutes ago. I told the nurse I couldn't pee. 
And now I'm here and I'm in a lot of pain and I'm crying because I'm in so much fucking pain. Mm -hmm. And not only did I have a traumatic fucking birth, then I get home. I can't even fucking relax. I have to go back to the emergency room and my dad is left with my newborn fucking daughter. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not breastfeeding. I'm not pumping. So thank God we were smart enough to have bought some formula in advance. Yeah. So my dad's having to feed my baby. My dad's taking care of my day's new old baby while I'm going back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And so then they do an ultrasound. They're like, yeah, you have like a liter and a half of urine in your bladder. Why? How? No idea. And I was like, I was like, it's going to burst. And they're like, it won't burst. So we're going to put another catheter on you and you're going to have to go home with it. So they strap one in me and then they like connect it to your leg. And they're like, they you're going to you, have to empty it. Did they give you anything for to insert the catheter? Or are you just taking that they raw They insert dog? it. No, no, no oh. I'm saying. Oh, no, raw dog it. Yeah, that hurt. See, and that was what the one thing I was grateful for because I got the catheter after the epidural and I was like, well, thank God. Well, that's when they give it to you because you can't get up anymore. But that's what I'm saying. Like, thank God I don't have to feel this shit because that's like a fear of mine. Oh, it's not comfortable. But I, you know what? It, you know what? I, mean, I felt fucking better after because yeah. my bladder went instantly down. Yeah. So then they, I had to arrange with my doctor to go in like a two days later to go get it removed. So here I am. Uh, I go back home. Now I have a catheter on my leg, newborn baby. I can't sleep. I had like an emergency C-section. I'm all fucked up still. And, you know, that's my birth story. <laughs> that's my delivery birth story. So a couple days later, I went. Um, everything was fine. I got my that catheter removed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I could go on my own and then the midwife was the one who removed it and she's like apologizing to me like profusely I'm like not your fault like she didn't do anything to me she's like you're just such a sweet soul and I just feel bad this happened to you I'm so so sorry and I was like it's fine um (laughs) I'm just happy I don't have to have that on me anymore so that was fun did you um because at the end of my stay they had me review my experience sure did review and i just want to fucking point this out about the medical fucking system in the united states it cost us a hundred dollars to have my daughter yeah mine was okay? free okay a hundred dollars right mm-hmm. it was eighty three thousand dollars was my total bill so I, I feel like we got a deal right went to the emergency room mm-hmm. got a bill from the emergency room a thousand dollars because they said I saw a doctor out of my network. I've never called an insurance company so fucking fast. And I felt bad for the woman on the phone. I said, I'm sorry, I'm cussing right now, but I am pissed. I said, am I supposed to literally ask every doctor in the emergency room if they're in my fucking network? That's, that's really stupid because the hot, like at least over here, the hospital the hospital's in my network is in the network that doctor wasn't in the network they work she's like that's really common like people don't understand that you can go to the hospital is in your network but the doctor charging it might not be so you're getting charged for the doctor shit did they waive it like what did you you yeah yeah yeah. they were like can you just explain what happened i was like oh i can explain what happened and then the lady on the phone was i'm really sorry 
Yeah. I mean, it's not her fault, but it is not. And so then, yeah, they waived it. It was fine. We have to pay it. But fuck you, United States fucking medical See, system. And a year later, I got a bill for a visit that I guess I didn't pay the copay for. And so all the interest and blah, 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 blah. Because I guess the the original network prior to me switching did an audit and they were like, oh, she missed this visit. So we're going to charge her. No. I couldn't have gone to that visit you canceled a visit on me i never even spoke to anyone about rescheduling because that doctor was basically when i went to go to that to meet my doctor for the first time and he didn't show they were like oh he's he's out indefinite like we don't know when he's coming back so how the (laughs) fuck would i have scheduled a meeting with a doctor that they don't even know when he's coming back okay then I switched networks and that switch happened after the scheduled date that they were char- or before the scheduled date that they were charging me for. So I had to go back and forth, back and forth because they tried to, to charge me for a missed visit that I never made an appointment for. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's some loopy ass shit over here in these states. It's and I had to explain shit. this to so many people because yeah. of the, how the insurance company works. Yes. And like I had to write, I had to explain it to the lady over the phone yep. and I had to write it. And fucking send it in. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we waved it. Oh, fucking thank you. Fucking thank you for waving that shit. And I, they said, did you tell your nurses that you uh, weren't able to before you were discharged? I was like, yes, I fucking did. And I have witnesses that will testify on my behalf. Stupid ass people. I don't, all this shit. All this shit. And then that nurse, after I got out of the emergency room i had a voicemail from that nurse on my phone telling me to call her back from like the hospital line for what for what bitch you bitch i'm talking to you not fucking help me you want me to tell you how you're not good at your job sure answer your fucking phone i'll tell you fucking all day long what the fuck see and i never heard back from the hospital after my skating review (laughs) this was i didn't even even write the review oh (laughs) but this was just her, like, because I had called, because I had the nurse's personal number, right. their work cell, sorry, their work cell phone right. numbers. So I had called that because I'm like, do I need to go back up to labor and delivery? Because y'all fucking were the ones that told me I was okay, even though I told you I wasn't okay. And then they were like, no, you need to go to emergency room. So I went to the fucking emergency room like a good little girl. Had they not have waived that $1,000, I would have told you to sue them. Oh, I would have mal- fucking, fucking all of it. All of it. I would have lost my fucking shit. But yeah, so that um is the reason why I decided uh, that minus like, you know, economical issues, ethical issues of having more than one kid. Why am I only having one kid? <laughs> yeah, there's so many there's so many reasons. But when I was in labor, I looked at my husband. And I said, I won't be doing this again. Just to let you know. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And this is why I also tell young women who might be wanting to have children or might not be wanting to have children or might be on the fence. I'm like, you know what? Really think about it. (laughs) You don't have to. I don't tell them my story. I'm like, you don't have to have kids to feel fulfilled. Just so you know. Yeah. And that's just the birth part, dude. Yeah. Because look at those poor women that have like HG and fucking they're throwing up and they got all this other shit that goes on. But I'm saying like, that's not even the rearing part. That's. Oh no. That's just the part, right? That's. 
pregnancy and delivery is That's not even the hard shit. It's a it's blip in my blip. memory. It's a fucking blip. Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, yours is the but- <laughs> <laughs> your, your memory, though, is pieced together by other people's memories. So I have the spots I remember. Yeah. And then I have what was told to me by eyewitness testimony. Yeah. And theirs sounds way more horrifying than what I remember. <laughs> you know, I'd be curious because in the U.S., our babies have to have like little tracking devices as soon as yeah. we're born, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if other countries have to do that too. I don't know. Isn't it like in Norway, they like let their babies chill in strollers like outside yeah, by themselves? so that's what I'm saying. I think, I mean, th- listen, the, the list of what's wrong <laughs> in this country. <laughs> our babies have to have low jack. <laughs> Because too many babies are being kidnapped, kidnapped or and they still are. Yeah, that shit happens. My baby wasn't going to get kidnapped because she was in the room with me. Like literally, she had jaundice. They told me they're like, "Do not even go into the hallway with your child. That shit will go off." And they give you one too. Yeah, like you have to make sure your code is tied to that baby's code. Mm-hmm. Like you got the magic ticket. Oh my god, it's so stressful. It is stressful. When it should I, be a magical special time. I did not have that problem for a couple of days. I do feel bad though. My husband was delirious. He didn't yeah. sleep for like I almost bet. two days. He didn't sleep. Because like you I mean he thought I would essentially my husband thought I was dead. Especially knowing him, like he, you know, if you if you have you know, control or anxiety issues anyway. And that is the most you're you're not in any way, shape, or form in control. I'm the one having the fucking kid and I have no control over what's happening right now. A hundred percent. My parents forced him to go home. Yeah, I would. And they stayed with me in the hospital. Because they said he was he was fucked up. When I finally was like in my senses about myself, I was like, oh you look fucked up. But then he was probably home and feeling guilty that he was home and not with you. Yeah. But my dad was like, you need to go to sleep. Like, you need to go to sleep. Like, Melinda's fine. She can feed the baby. She's alert. We're here. We can help her in and out of the bed if she needs it. Like, fine. And then I think my mom went to work. And then my dad was with me, like, Mm -hmm. the whole time. And then my dad was with me until the baby was discharged. And then Cam came back. Yeah. Probably because I had my baby on a Friday. Mm -hmm. No one was at work. So. Oh, no. I had mine, like, on a. Was it a Tuesday? Or Monday. But like that's the other thing, like because it was on the weekend, like my it was just a revolving door of people, uh, yeah. and I was tired. I I I know your husband really wanted me to come because he was like, "When are you coming?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I'm gonna come when Ashley is mm-hmm. in a better like place." Because I think he was texting me, but then I think you finally got your Probably. phone, and then you texted me, and I was like, "Hey." your husband really wants me to come (laughs) but what do you want and you were like i don't know there's been a lot of people in and out and i was like you know what i'm gonna wait till you get home and you can tell me when you want me to come so yeah because allison came just um, know joseph i wasn't being a dick i mean sorry just know (laughs) i wasn't being a dick like allison came um i think she was living in la at the time Mm -hmm. um my friend from work came Mm -hmm. you had a lot of people i had a lot of people you know family members like there was a lot of people there and i hadn't slept Mm -mm. i don't think i've fully slept an evening since 
November, not probably not even November before she was born because I was uncomfortable. Like I was, it was probably like August of 2018. I probably yeah. have not slept well. I feel you on that because I was sleeping in a recliner. Yeah. Because uh, heartburn was so bad with her. Mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep lying down. And then because I had a anterior placenta, it felt like when I would lay down that it was ripping from my body. Ugh. So I just was like, I'm going to sleep on her recliner. I just got so really bad um, round ligament pains. That was also not something they tell that you That lightning fucking crotch took me out. I would collapse. When I was going in for a test, I was like, ah, down, getting out of my car. <laughs> it hurts so bad. I was probably seven months pregnant, walking around, walking up and down the strip, the Vegas strip. And I had to stop in every other hotel to breathe. Yeah. Because I had a Charlie horse in my uterus. That's what it feels like. And then I still had like the round ligament pains a while after I gave birth. I had phantom kicking. It's just, there's so much that goes into it. And I understand that some women are like, oh, it's so magical. Good for them. But like I said, the, the pregnancy part, it is kind of cool. It's kind of cool to like feel your baby kick and. Pregnancy was to me and like other women have different experiences pregnancy was uh pretty cool i liked it it was awesome i mean i think that again our bodies don't remember pain in the same way like <laughs> i don't i would sit down and she'd be under my ribs and i couldn't breathe like it's not like i had a horrible pregnancy but there's a lot of things well, about pregnancy that are just like general uncomfortability isn't didn't they say like there's a hormone that gets released in our body that like makes it foggy makes like, what your memory your memory of like that shit foggy so mm -hmm. like you can't remember it so that you will be willing yes. to do it again yes yeah so fuck that fuck that biology not letting you trick me <laughs> you trick me my doctor explicitly told me no <laughs> and i have, i agree with her that and honestly i'm gonna be honest with you real quick <laughs> this child rearing shit yeah fuck it yeah i mean i love my daughter but i I sometimes I get sad. I'm like, oh, I wish we could give her a sibling or what the fuck ever. But honestly, I don't think we are meant to have more than one. Like for me and my husband, other people, great. Do whatever you want to do. Like I, I've come to the conclusion that like she's getting like in a better like space of being like an actually formed person. Mm -hmm. Things are getting easier. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just feel like splitting our time, like, you have two kids. Splitting our yeah. time between two kids is crazy. It's Going really newborn phase again <sighs> makes me want to vomit. Yeah, it's really exhausting. And even though, like, my kids have a huge age gap, like, ugh, the two side, a set of problems I have to, I have to deal with a whiny toddler and I have to deal with a teenager who... You, you have know, the shittiest extremes who wants to push back at every just every decision yeah. every comment and it's a lot of i don't know dude i'm just like i can't get my energy to both of you in the same way mentally i can't. so we trade off but like my daughter being sick all last week like i my daughter day to day i'm like okay she's pretty like mature she can handle stuff you know she knows what to do when she is sick, she reverts back to a severe baby phase where she's like, oh, I said, do, 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 do. like, and I'm just like, what the 
fuck are you? Like my child. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, she's four. Yeah. Because I'm just used to her acting more adult. And so when she's sick, I'm just like, oh, this is probably more age appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just tripping. I don't know. My daughter's pretty like age appropriate, like all the time, but she's like very high energy. This child has not known a nap in a really long time. And that's a struggle because people tell me about this break they get. And I'm like, what fucking break? And I <laughs> hate people sometimes or love it. Um, but yeah, like, I don't but know. She sleeps through the night. So like, that's the compromise, I think. Right. Most nights she sleeps deep through the night. Yeah. She sleeps, she's, I mean, this time changed her ass has been up at 530, which I don't fucking appreciate. Yeah. Do not appreciate that shit. Like, I work for myself specifically, so I don't have to do that shit anymore. Welcome to my life on a daily basis, and it's been that way since day one. And I I don't appreciate it. She used to get up at seven. If my daughter wakes up at seven, I'm like, are you dying? (laughs) Has the Grim Reaper knocked on our door? (laughs) I I don't know. I, I, how do I say this? I like being a mom. I love being a mom. It's part of who I am now. Um, is it for everybody? Absolutely not. I'll probably cut this out, but Joseph said the other day, literally yesterday, he was like, I'm really sorry that, you know, being the, being a mom has changed you in the way. What he was, he said, like, you used to be the coolest person. Like, not like I'm not anymore. He's just like, you used to be one of the cool, like the coolest people in the room. And I think having kids, having a kid has kind of like made you lose yourself. He didn't say those words. It was implied. It was implied. And he's not wrong. Like I, because you adopt like the identity of mom. Yes. And society puts that on you. Yes. It, I was just like. Yeah, I that's going like, to be a podcast deconstructing the fucking word mom. Yeah, yeah, we should do an episode. But he was just like, you know, <laughs> we used to go, episode. we used to go and do things. We used to do this, da, 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 da. but you can't. I know, and he wasn't saying it as a put down. He was no, like no, genuinely no. like, I'm sorry that you've had to change so much. Yeah, and that's what happens. That's why people get unhappy and like marriages or they're have the kid and there's a lot of regret behind it because your life does change. It changes completely. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. It's just part of the evolution of deciding to bring a whole ass human into the world. Yeah. And it's, and you have to, it's a balance. You got to sacrifice part of who you are, your happiness, whatever. I wish it wasn't the case. It is though. Like it is. And anybody (laughs) who says that it's not is, a fucking liar and probably have help hopefully <laughs> like these stories weren't too traumatizing mine is like it i you know i don't want to say it's it's an extreme end because maybe this shit's more common than i'm aware of right um but i mean for me mine is an extreme you know birth delivery whatever uh so you know don't be scared if you're currently pregnant and listening <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, be aware and advocate for yourself. Yeah. The, at the end of the day, like, it, I'm not, um, I, I'm not well versed at like advocation and being a bitch to people when I'm in those situations. Luckily, my mom is. So, 
Yeah, I'm really grateful she, that she I took had care my a lot mom of that. Yeah. There. I will say I'm very grateful my mom was there because like she wasn't like freaking out. Yeah. And I think it kind of like helped me get through like what I do remember was very scary when I was not medicated. It was very like I was very scared and I was in a lot of pain. And she was there to get me like through it. And so I'm very thankful that my stone face killer mom was in the room with me at that yeah. moment. I try and have someone that that can be an advocate, but in like a calm way, because they will kick that person out of the hospital if they really if they get out of pocket. No, my, I think they like my mom because she like understood a lot more stuff than like my husband did, obviously. And so she was able to like calm him down and he was able to get through like that crazy part that was happening before I even got the C-section. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Pregnancy, man. D- delivering a kid, man. It's fucking nuts. Yep. Zero out of ten. well we hope that you maybe learned something and uh you know enjoyed this episode i know it's it's just part of human nature yeah it is and remember my story is through a lens of like a highly medicated person (laughs) yeah these are just our stories like you know tons of people give birth every day and um Nothing happens. Uh, you know what I blame? I was watching those my birth story bullshit. And so like people were like having all these different issues like on TLC where they have like my birth story. Mm-hmm. And then like towards the end of my, my birth, there was a lot of bitches having emergency C-sections. So maybe I manifested that shit on myself. <laughs> yeah. Saying. It's all good, you guys. <laughs> all right. Well, we will talk at you guys next time. If you need to reach out, you know how to do that. I mean, yeah, you guys can send us an email and be like, "You guys never need to talk about this shit ever again." <laughs> be like, "Got it." All right, guys. Have a good. Day. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.